Welcome to a Sunny Side Up Life podcast, a show for the woman who is ready to live an abundant life full of freedom and positivity. I'm Sammy Womack, and I'm on a mission to help you break free from survival mode, gain financial freedom, stay motivated, and focus on what matters most. Join the movement, and let's start living on the brighter side of life together. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode. I have a great interview lined up for you guys this week. Jackie from Sugar and Money is here on the podcast and I am just so excited for you guys to hear this conversation. Jackie is a wife and a mother to her adorable daughter, Lauren, who I am obsessed with. (laughs) She's so cute. Jackie and her family have paid off over $70,000 in debt and are still chipping away at the remaining $30,000. We have a great conversation. Jackie's energy is literally addictive. Like, oh my gosh, she brings the energy and we have such a fun conversation. She is breaking down how she achieves balance in her own life. She often posts about her fitness journey alongside her financial journey. And she talks a lot about how they're actually very similar. And we dig more into that. And she shares a lot of the ways that she goes through her mom life, raising her daughter during her debt-free journey and how she does that in so many different frugal ways. And we just really have a fun conversation. So I hope that you guys enjoy it. Before we jump into that, I want to remind you guys that I am back on YouTube in case you missed that announcement. I have been posting regularly on my YouTube channel again every single Saturday. I am putting out a new video. I will link in the show notes to my YouTube channel or you can go to YouTube and search a sunny side up live and of course you're going to find me. When you get over there, please don't forget to subscribe. I am trying to hit a thousand subscribers so I can monetize my channel to help support things like the podcast and other free resources. So if you enjoy my content over there, I would love for you to watch a few of the videos, do some thumbs up, some likes on the videos and subscribe while you're over there. One of my recent videos was talking about how to get a Pinterest inspired outfit on a budget. And a lot of the things that Jackie and I are talking about on this episode is how to enjoy a sweet life while you're on a budget. And that's kind of similarly what I was talking about in this Pinterest episode. I was talking about how to get that Pinterest look on a budget. So how to get the sweet life in terms of your wardrobe too. And one of my best kept secrets for dressing on a budget is using Mercari. Mercari is a resale shopping app. And I have a link in the show notes here where you can claim a $10 credit on your first purchase. So if you are brand new to Mercari and you have never tried it, jump down into the show notes and please use my referral code. I would appreciate it so much. All right, you guys, let's welcome Jackie to the podcast. Hey everyone, I'm here with Jackie and I am so excited for you guys to get to know a little bit more about her story. So welcome and tell us a little bit more about yourself. Well, first off, thank you so much for having me. It's like we've been friends (laughs) and it's like we've been Instagram (laughs) friends for years. (laughs) Yes. So thank you so much for having me. I'm Jackie. I write and blog, you know, at sugarandmoney.com. That's my blog uh, where I talk about living a sweet life while having sweet finances. Up to date, I have paid off 70000 in debt with about 30000 left on my debt-free journey. That's amazing. 
I seriously, like I was, my girls were like, who are you doing your interview with? They have to know every time. And I was like, well, I was like her daughter, you guys would be best friends. Like, I am just so sure if we live near each other, <laughs> our daughters would be yes. best friends. They would be dancing all the time. They would be dancing. They would be like frozen this, frozen that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I love following you. Um, I just, you know, fellow girl mom all day is always fun to follow. <laughs> and so I've loved following y'all's journey. So tell us a little bit more about where your journey started and how you got to where you are right now um, it started a few years ago I would say about seven years ago is when I like started thinking about getting out of debt like you know at first you like I'm not the type of person that just jumped right into it but like yeah. I had the thought like you know what and even before then like ever since I had credit card debt like I was always like okay I need to pay it off but you know not really serious like pay it off charge it back up but like about seven years ago I really got serious about I need to pay this debt off because just looking at my paycheck and seeing so much of my money going toward debt, I'm like, even though I didn't make a lot of money, like even if I didn't make a lot of money, if all my money wasn't going toward debt, I could still be good, you know, versus uh, making a decent amount of money and everything's going toward debt. So at that time I realized like, okay, I don't make a ton of money and I have all this money going toward debt. This is just not working. And the funny thing was I was in some like uh, group chat and um, somebody mentioned Dave Ramsey's book, uh, Total Money Makeover. And I had not even heard of it at that time, which I guess I was like yeah. behind times because when I that was here, me. I had no idea <laughs> this world existed. No, and I was more of a Susie Orman girl. Like, don't ban me, but I was more yeah. used to listening to Susie because she was on TV. So, like, I would watch yeah. her on TV and I've read other financial books. Um, girl, Get Your Money Straight was one of the first ones I read by um, Glenda Bridgeport. So I read different books, but that one did really break it down to me to where it made it tangible and made it to be something I could do. So that's when I got the idea, but the income wasn't there. And um, then I knew I needed to make more money. So that's when the journey kind of started. So it started from working a part-time job and still even with a part-time job, it still wasn't like a ton of money because it was like retail and you know, you don't get a ton of hours. You may get 20 hours a week, maybe, and you're making, you know, minimum wage or a little bit more. So it wasn't a lot of money to really go toward debt. And then honestly, Sammy, it was at the loft, which was probably the worst place to shop at because I was buying clothes <laughs> with my paycheck. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I worked at Target for a while, so I feel your pain. <laughs> it was like, this is not how this debt-free journey is supposed to go. So then I uh, worked and made it known to my boss and my director that I wanted to promote within a company. And once I received that promotion and made more money and relocated, that's when I was able to actually start a real debt snowball and really start to pay my debt off. And that was about five years ago is when I started really paying off that $100,000. So that's what I started with, $100,000 in debt. Gosh, oh my goodness. So how many years have y'all been married? We've been married for 11 years. Really? Okay. <laughs> yeah. So you guys have been through this whole thing together. <laughs> yes. So what was that like, like getting started you know, as a married couple and how, how did your husband feel about all of this? Um, when I first pitched it to him, he was not on board. Um, because think about it. When I did read the book, we were already married and, you know, eating out, we were single, no kids, eating out, doing whatever we want to do type thing. And I'm like finishing up this yep. book. Like, you know what? We need to live off one income and we need to cut cable because it was like, I had read all the book. Let's sell all the things. And he was yep. like, no, <laughs> like, honestly, Sammy, he was like, no, 
And I said, maybe. Well, you had four years of like living your best married life, you know, and then you come in with this plan and he's like, um, that doesn't sound fun. No, not at all. <laughs> but you know what? I didn't let it stop me. So I was like, that's totally fine with my income that I, you know, that my discretionary income that's not going, going toward the house bills or the house goals. Um, which back then the main house goal was like saving for vacation. <laughs> it wasn't too many more house goals than that. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to use my money toward paying my debt off. And I was like, I'm going to do my thing and you will hopefully see me being successful and you will follow suit. And that's what happened. Yeah. That's so amazing. like just to I say to anybody, even if your spouse isn't on board, that doesn't mean you just give up. You know, you still have to get out of debt. I love that. So where did you decide in this journey that you wanted to share? this whole experience with the world and what has that been like for you to share on Instagram and your blog and everything else? Um, I would say I've always wanted to blog some when we, before we relocated, I am big into food. Even though I don't share a bunch of food on my Instagram. Now I do it in my story. Sometimes I wanted to start a food blog. So at first I was like, I'm gonna do a food blog. Cause I like food. We like to cook and I can talk about our move cause we relocated to Virginia and I was going to do that. And that blog is probably somewhere out there on Blogspot or blog or somewhere. <laughs> I just, that didn't work out. And then once we moved and Instagram really took off, um, I saw other finance pages. Like one of the first pages I saw was like, um, the finance bar, even though she's not like a debt free journey, she just talks about overall financial education. Um, I started mm -hmm. following her first and then I can't remember who I started following first in the debt free community. Um, or following pages with paying off debt. But when I saw that, I said, well, um, I should share my journey too. Like I have a story to tell also. Um, and just to give it from my point of view and my perspective. I love that. And I think it's so, you just, for, for me, in my experience, it's like you get so excited about something and it's working and you're just like, I just want to tell everybody, anybody who will listen. And that's kind of like where I started. I was like, uh, let's take this to the internet because like my family and friends were like, okay, shut up. Like we're tired of hearing about money. So I was like, I have to tell somebody. And that's kind of how it started for me. Um, so what has it been like for you guys to live differently than, than the norm? Like your family, friends, coworkers, like what has that been like for you guys? I think one of the biggest differences that where family can under, like really see it is that we weren't in a bunch of trips or like mm -hmm. if somebody wanted us to, I don't know, host, like before we moved and I started, we would have a cookout every year, one or two every summer. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't sound like a lot of money, but that can easily be, 500 to $700 an event, mm -hmm. depending on how many people you're inviting. So like that stuff was cut out. Like we moved, it did not pick back up when we moved back because we eventually moved back to South Carolina, but we have not had yeah. any of that since we moved back. We've been back now four years. Um, and I think that the trips and like maybe just hosting events like entertainment. And then even if it comes down to like hosting holiday dinners, I will say no because they add up also yeah. versus like, cause, and I do love to entertain. I'm an extrovert. So I love socializing and all that stuff, but it's a cost with all of that. And that's yeah. probably what family maybe noticed the most was like that stuff I was saying no to. Yeah. Did you catch like a lot of like backlash for that or were they supportive or how did that go? Um, I think I did get some backlash probably from my mom. She maybe isn't too happy when I won't host dinner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you're cutting into her food. And her, I'm like, look. Her face. I'll even buy the ham from Honey Baked Ham, which you know those hams are expensive. But like, I would buy the ham before I host the whole, like, let's let's work this thing out. Let's do a little bit of balance. And I'm not, like, super gazelle. So, like, I still have those mm -hmm. sweet moments. You know, that's the sugar. That's the sweet life. So it's still certain things we do. 
but it's not a lot of it. And then even like with just, you know, shopping, even Christmas time, like, you know, uh, that maybe notice cuts there. Like it's a budget. This is what we're staying within. And I'm trying to stay as cheap as possible around Christmas time. Like you don't have to buy me nothing. If you want to just buy something for Lauren, yeah. we good. Cause that means we don't have to buy these deals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so on the topic of balance, it, you seem like you have such a well-rounded set of goals. And that was a lot of what made me want to have you on the podcast was I know, you know, you've been working on like your whole 30 and you do talk a lot about, you know, living the sweet life and like still having a lot of fun and tell us a little bit more about what balance really looks like for you and how do you kind of make all of that actually work? <laughs> oh, I think for me, it, it, I had to learn when to like rein it in because I am a Libra. So like if you follow the signs, it is the scale. So I am always trying to balance stuff. So even like with my diet, for example, back in February, it was like, you know, you got Valentine's Day, it was Lauren's birthday, it was like another family's birthday and we were having like cake galore. And I was like, hold up, it's too much, too much sugar going on in my diet. Like literally like too much cake, nothing but cakes were getting too much money. So it was like, I don't know if y'all had one of those in Texas, but their cakes are delicious. And I was like, okay, everybody wants one of those cakes for a celebration in February. We need to like, you know, bring this back in. So for me, is all balance starts with knowing when it's just too much of one thing, you know. So even with the diet, it was just too much sweet. And I told my husband, I was like, "We're I'm going to do Whole 30 in May, same thing." And he, I mean, in March, he said, "Okay, I'm gonna join you." So then we did that. Um, but even if he didn't, I was going to still do. Like I made my mind up that it was just too much. It was time to bring it back in. Same with the debt. Yeah. When I saw the number of one hundred thousand, I was like, "Okay, that's too much. It's time to stop with that." So for us, I just tried to focus on what really matters most. And like, for me, my health matters, you know, it's almost number one, you know, I don't want to say it matters more yeah. than my husband, and my daughter, but if I don't take care of myself, I won't be there for him, for them. So I have to take care of myself. We only got one body. So, you know, that's like the thing, like health, I try to balance that. Like, cause I love sweets. I, that's why sugar is in my blog name. So just know when to have like too much. And then even with my daughter, it's so much easy and cheap to have fun with kids. Like, Every day she just wants oh, to blow yeah. bubbles and write chalk in the driveway. So I get yep. both of them from Target in a dollar spot. So, I, you know, you don't have to spend a whole lot of money, which that was a realization that we came to. You don't have to spend a lot of money to have a good time or, you know, yeah. vacations like, OK, we're going to just go to the beach, maybe a couple of days and or we live close to the beach. We can just drive to the beach, spend a full day. Mind you, we might be tired, but we didn't have to buy a hotel room. <laughs> And I will pack my cooler, Sammy, with our drink. Oh, yeah. And we'll pick up a pizza. Like, my friends left me like, you took a pizza to the beach? Yes. I took a pizza and my wine. And we had a good time. <laughs> I am a big, like, every, I will pack a cooler for everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, if we are out running errands, not as much now that my kids are, are bigger, but especially when they were toddlers, you know, toddlers, they always want a snack. Yeah. They always have to have juice. And even if we would go run errands for an hour or two, I'm packing that cooler. Yeah. I'm packing some apple juice from home. I'm packing some crackers from mm -hmm. home. And I swear that that has saved me thousands of dollars over the years. And I remember this one time my mom had one of my girls for, for something and she took her into the gas station to stop and like get a soda and get some candy or whatever. And she came back and she was like, Sam, do you ever take these kids inside of a gas station? And I was like, not really. And she goes, this child acts like she had never been inside of a gas station. I said, well, she probably doesn't remember the last time she had. Mm -hmm. We don't take her to the She's store. like, she just, no. 
<laughs> I know she's like, it was like a candy store to her. She was just like, what is going on? And I said, yeah, cause that's not happening. I mean, three kids times Oh man, that's thousands of dollars right there. I agree. I would do the same thing with Lauren. Like in my little lunch bag from work, like if we were just running some errands, yep. I'll put my ice pack in there, pack a couple of ju juice boxes, or cheeses, crackers, or you know, one time she had the little squeezable applesauce. You know, you had to throw all that in the bag, bananas or whatever, let's go. Because I yep. have it for you on demand and we don't have to go buy it, you know, at marked up prices. I know. I am the queen of like a Ziploc bag full of dry cereal. Here you go. Here's your, <laughs> we're not going to this. <laughs> and I mean, it's that kind of stuff. It's like in the long term, it's not going to matter. Like, you know, they're going to remember I was never hungry. You know, mama always had snacks for me. That's really what matters. They're not going to, you know, they don't care about that kind of stuff really in the long term. And I think that's a lot of like kind of what you were saying about the balance. Like it's, it, you know, and then when they do get that treat, it makes it even more special because it's not, it is a treat. Yeah. It's not an everyday occurrence. Like the other day I took, we went, we went to McDonald's, we went through the drive-thru for McDonald's for dinner, which like rarely, rarely happens. And literally my four-year-old, she's in the back and she goes, well, this must've just been our lucky day. Like <laughs> I might as well have been like taking them to Disney world. They were so excited, <laughs> but it's a treat for them now because it's not an everyday thing and I think that's a lot of like what what balance is is like you enjoy the stuff even more so mm -hmm. so I know that you talk a lot about you know your travel and your vacations and I know that was like a lot of what was hard for you to cut back on um but that you still like to treat yourself from time to time so talk to us a little bit more about how you have kind of redefined those big ticket treats like vacations and things like that oh absolutely so like last year we celebrated 10 years of marriage and i was like mama we made it we made 10 years like <laughs> yeah. like that was like a big milestone to me so the year prior we were approached this idea of going on this couple's uh cruise so in that case we were mm -hmm. able to plan for this cruise and pay on it um for a year in advance through the travel agency so like for those big ticket items like that we try and of course save up for it or if not, pay on it, you know, make payments on it. It wasn't like financed or anything like that. It was just through the travel agent where payments were set up. So that's what we did last year. And that was really our first vacation um, in four years. Yeah, that was our first real vacation in four years. Other than that, it was like little trips to the beach um, because we only live an hour and a half from the beach. Um, and then um, in January, I went skiing with some of my girlfriends and that was really good, but it was kind of similar. They had it set up to where we could, one girl had it to where we sent her our money um, every month and that made the payment and that and we that covered the resort and we just paid for our food when we got there. So then I just saved the money to cover my food for eating out for a whole weekend um, and my gas to get to where we were going. And then um, same thing with another little trip I took in December. Same thing. It was a cruise that I was just able to make my, my, make my payment. So I think for me, it just comes to planning ahead to where I can either make my payments or save up money and cash flow it because I don't want more debt for a vacation. Yeah. I love that. And I think it's, you know, you can still take vacations if that's a priority for you. And I think it's like, go into it and be smart about it, you know, and we've taken a lot of little here and there trips one night, two nights, you know, not, not really super expensive trips, but like, 
you know, if you get an Airbnb and split it with the other people that you're going with, you know, and, you know, have that conversation. And a lot of times the people that you're going with, they don't want to spend a lot of money either, (laughs) you know? And so for us, we took like last summer, we took a big group trip. I mean, there was like 10 or 12 of us or something that went, we got this huge Airbnb house. By the time we split it up all the ways, it was actually super cheap, way cheaper than a hotel. We cooked at the house. We did, we scheduled like a Walmart grocery pickup for when we got there, we picked it up. We had groceries. I mean, and it was so cheap and it was like the best trip of the (laughs) summer. So like you can still have fun, you know, just be smart about it and plan it out. And, you know, every trip doesn't have to be like a $10,000 trip. You know, you can go into it and be really smart. Yeah, I think you definitely just have to rethink it. Like rethink what you see people posting on Instagram with these big luxurious vacations. But this little one little picture you see, like just kind of rethink that that's not the idea of everybody's vacation. It could be like you say, we've done that too. We've rented a house like we went to Myrtle Beach one time. And we had grocery and we cooked every day. I think we ate out one time. It was like, okay, we'll go out to one time. Yeah. But we definitely made breakfast every day and we went out to dinner once. Um, and that's totally fine to just kind of rethink the way you think vacation should go to where it doesn't have to be like always a five-star resort or whatever. It can be a, a beach resort, um, a mountain trip, you know, a cabin. And just really think about too, I think for me, it comes down to like, cutting off the noise of social media and what you see other people doing and really like honing into what do you really want? Like not what you're trying to show on the gram or what you're trying to beat somebody else. Like what do you truly, what truly want? And a lot of us don't want this big, always like trip out of the country. It can be just a moment at the beach for a day or two. And we're happy to just kind of like reset and relax. Yeah, I agree. And that's like, you know, you go on those big trips and you want to post that big group photo at the fancy restaurant or whatever, you know, which is exactly what we did on our big trip. But it's like that comes at a price. And yeah, that's fine to do like one night. But like basically you spent $100 on a meal so you could post that picture on Instagram. Like, think about that. Right. Like, why are you really why are you really doing it? What is the really the point there? So I know that you talk a lot about your food and your fitness and as well as your money. And I love how you kind of tie it all in together. So I want to know a little bit more about what your health and fitness journey has brought into this overall life journey and the whole balance and things, some lessons that you've learned from that. Oh, that's a great question, Sammy. Also, because like today I like really added up like how much weight I've lost and I mean, to some people, they may not say, well, you're not like a super big girl, but I've always like tried to work out or eat right because I've always loved desserts and ice cream, which is like the worst thing for us and carbs and all that. So I've just been trying to like educate myself. And sometimes it's been through different diets. Like I've learned different things or either um, picked up different foods that I like to eat, you know, that's healthier for me. And then I know like when I went to FinCon um, in September, I looked back at some pictures and I was like, oh my gosh, to me, I look pretty big. Like in my mind, like I look, I was probably like at my heaviest except for having Lauren. So when I got back, I said, okay, I need to do something like get back on, you know, get back on track. So I like did this uh, fitness challenge online that, you know, you pay for and you get the, the daily support and all this stuff. So I, I did that. I've done um, the detox, like the smoothie challenge. Like that's something I've done before where you have smoothies 10 days. And what else have I done? I've done like a juice cleanse. I've tried different things. Nothing that's really like too drastic because my husband would say like, okay, Jackie, you got to eat something. So he's not, he's not that type to be like, you know, not caring about what I'm eating. 
So I looked at it today because me and one of my friends were like talking about our weight loss journeys and stuff. And I was like, you know what? Looking back to last August, because Ten Con was in September to now, I have lost 15 pounds. And I'm like, I'm back to my, finally back to my pre-pregnancy weight, which I'm so happy to be back at that. And I would like to lose maybe another five to 10 pounds. Nothing like big. But through that, I realized that I didn't gain that weight that I wanted to, that I I saw that picture of in September overnight. Same with debt. We didn't get into debt overnight. I didn't wake up on Tuesday morning. I was $100,000 in debt. No, that was 10 to 15 years of credit card usage, student loan debt, not paying my student loan debt all the way off, you know, interest accruing every day for so many years buying a brand new car. So like all of those were just small decisions that added up to a large debt. Same with getting, um, losing weight, those small, that cupcake, (laughs) that piece of cake, (laughs) that choosing not to walk, all of those choices that I made added up to the weight that I'm now trying to lose. So that was like one of the big things. It was like these, like taking ownership for myself and then realizing that, you know what, it's not going to happen overnight because I didn't, you know, gain this weight overnight or gain this debt overnight. So that, that was one thing. And then also like having an accountability partner, like this time around talking to one of my friends, like that's been really good. Like every morning we're like, okay, this is how I feel. This is what I'm eating today. Yeah. And we're like, I'm a very personal person. I don't know. If, I'm sure I probably sent you a voice message at one time or another. Like I'll send her a voice message in the morning because I like to talk to people and I like to hear your voice. So we'll send each other a voice message in the morning. And I'm like getting used to that. And she's like, oh, Jackie, you know, congratulations. Your goals, like you're my goals. And I'm like, Girl, no, you my goals, you know. So it's like yep. just that good. That's what it's all about. Yes. And like having that accountability of somebody you know to cheer you on or to talk about struggles really makes a difference. So like those are two, you know, two big things like that's helped me this time around. And you know, trying different things. Like of course, you can choose to go the debt snowball route or the debt avalanche, and maybe with a diet, maybe you want to go, you know, keto. Maybe you want to go whole thirty. Like. Finding what works for you, finding your own rhythm. Mm-hmm. And like for me, when I did Whole30 in um, March, which was like a good time and a bad time, I told my husband, because yeah. <laughs> Whole30 is not cheap. Now, I will tell you that <laughs> because yeah. it could be cheap maybe if you're going to make your own uh, condiments and stuff, because you do have to make all your meals. But like mm-hmm. everything has sugar in it, Sammy, everything. Like yeah. certain beef broths have sugar in it. Salsa has sugar in it. Salad dressings have sugar. So it was like finding these things that were whole 30 compliant that added up because, and then, and then yeah. the pandemic hit and it was like trying to stock up. And I told my husband, I said, now nah, this tore our budget up. Like March was like, what budget? Because it was just, yeah. oh yeah. <laughs> I remember when you were like shopping and you're like, there was like one thing you couldn't get on your list. Cause you're like, everybody's freaking out and buying all the groceries. And you're like, Oh, guess nobody's like buying all this whole 30 stuff. I'm good. They, they wasn't buying and I was just like, I was laughing. And you know, and then me oh, and my wow. husband was doing it together. So a bottle of salad dressing is no lie. $5, five or $6. Right. Yeah. I got to buy yeah. two bottles of salad dressing because the bottles are smaller. They're not the big 16 ounces that we go craft or whoever. They're eight to 12 ounces and they're in a nice glass bottle, yeah. you know, and it's like, we out of salad dressing already, <laughs> you know, but that's just goes to show like how that stuff can really add up, you know, and if you aren't budgeting for stuff like this in life, it's going to add that unless you have the, you know, the willpower to really just say no, which we 
I think a lot of people really don't have the willpower to say no to certain things because that's yeah. what puts us in debt in some cases. I won't make a blanket statement, but I know for me, there were certain things, clothes and stuff that I bought, I could have did without, but I didn't and I put it on a credit card, you know? That's just what it is. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely think that uh, weight loss and um, debt, it, it, it definitely aligns. I mean, it has a lot of similarities. You know, there's so much of like the way you do one thing is the way you do everything, you know, and it, and it spills over into every aspect of your life. And I'm sure you've seen, you know, I'm sure you've seen it, the intentionality reflect in more than just your money and your health. Like I'm sure you've seen it reflect in your marriage and your motherhood and your house. And like, it just starts to slowly just get into everything, which is a good thing, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I love that. And I love how it really does start to just slowly turn your entire life around. So what else can you tell us about what other tips do you have for um, us? Just to kind of like, I know with the intentionality part, like even with kids, I know some people think like kids are so expensive, which they do have certain expenses that come with them, but I'm definitely intentional about like what I'm buying for Lauren. Like if we go to the store, I'm even intentional what time, how many times I take it in the store. If there's stuff that I can do in my lunch break, I would do it in my lunch break and yeah. go to Target. So I don't have to bring her in there. She's going to, she's going to ask for something. We already know that. So if I do bring her, I'm like, okay, Lauren, you can get one thing. And of course, I'm going to decide on what that one thing, what it costs. But that kind of, is already yeah. helping her know. And I'm not saying you can't have anything because I don't want to put scarcity in her mind. But I want her to know, like, you have to choose. We can't have it all. We can't buy it all. Like, that's just what it is right now. We can't buy it all. And she will pick and choose um, what she decides to get. If she gets more than one item, I'm like, no, you can only have one. You can pick. And she will pick what she wants to have. Um, even with our home, yeah. it's like, okay, let me look at cost per usage. If I'm going to buy this item, am I going to get the usage out of it to, you know, um, make the price worthy? If not, I'm not going to buy it. Like, I'm not going to buy a pair of five-inch heels that I know I'm probably never going to wear. You know what I'm saying? So, it's yeah. like, just because they look good, I don't want them looking good in my closet. Like, I want my money in my bank, not in my not in my closet. Now, back in the day, maybe I did want my money in my closet where I could just look good all the time. But nowadays, it's just more, like you say, I'm not a minimalist, but I'm just more conscious of what I'm buying and spending my money on and bringing into the house. And I definitely want that to trickle down to my daughter. I think it's very evident in my husband. And then even as we talk about homes, like buying our next home, I'm like looking at, okay, even if we can afford more home, like this is where we're going to be comfortable at because we still want to enjoy life outside of our mortgage payment. So if I was not on a debt-free journey, I can't say I would have had that mindset. Because I probably would have been in the mind of the bank approved me for it. I'm going to get it versus yep. <laughs> no, that's not how it should go. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're in the exact same place. <laughs> so talking about trickling down to your daughter, how are you seeing that show up in her? Um, I can definitely tell that she will make a decision. So for example, Sunday, we went out and got some flowers and I needed to get a flower pot. So we went to Big Lots and I said, well, we need to go to Target because I wanted a new mat to go in the front door. So I said, if you get something from this store, you can't get something at Target. You know, like just kind of making, letting her know she didn't make those, make that decision. And I think the first store we went in was actually Dollar General. And she said, okay, I, I don't want it, right? And she's like, I'll wait until Target. And then we went, out. <laughs> we went to Big Lots and she saw something she really wanted. And she said, mommy, I want this. I don't want anything from Target. So it was like, I want her to be able to make those decisions. Because even as an adult, you won't have to make these decisions. Or even as a teenager, you won't have to make those decisions. And like my dad will give her money and she's learning that when my dad gives her money, put it in your piggy bank. So she learns, okay, I, you know, she's not to the point where she can count and add it up because 
she still wants yeah. more bills than than the denomination. So like I had like three bills. She had one bill and she was like, you have more money than me. And I'm like, not yeah. technically, I just have more bills than you. So we haven't gotten there yet because she's four, but she does recognize yeah. money in coins and at least saving it. But I haven't had her yet to spend her own money. I haven't done that. We just save her money in a bank account right now. Well, piggy bank and yeah. then I put it in the bank account. I love that. And I think it's not just the monetary $20. It's more of like, I think the lessons behind it of thinking that far ahead of like, okay, we're going to these three stores. I can get one thing. Okay. I'm going to hold out for what I actually want. Not just the first shiny thing I see, you know, and that's as a mother, like that's hard because you're just like, I just want to give her everything that she likes. And I just, you know, but then you're like, no, I'm going to do her the favor of thinking long-term like for her and what lesson can she learn here and how can we, you know, and that's constantly, I think that's why moms are so tired all the time. Cause we're constantly like the wheels are turning. Okay. How can we turn this into a lesson? How can we, okay. How will this turn out when she's 30? And <laughs> You know, it's just like this whole long-term thing. So, I mean, I know she's still really young, but like, how has that been with other kids her age and things like that? I mean, does she really like notice that you guys are a little different than the norm or how has she um, seen that? So one of her friends, like she'll go to one of her friend's house and I think she will, like they just have different toys. And it's even not her friend, even mm -hmm. the friends, it could be YouTube. And like, I don't know if your kids watch the little kids on YouTube. Oh. Adley is one of them. She likes to watch Adley on TV, right? And she'll see what toys they have. And she wants to do that. So a lot of times I'll say, okay, well, Lauren, I'll look for it. And sometimes if I see her saying that same toy over and over, like she wanted this Minnie Mouse sink and also the cash register at one time. And I, after she mm -hmm. said it a few times or several times, then I bought it. But like if she just says it like once a month, I'm not going to run out and buy it. Like we're going to wait. And then you like, it's like a surprise or maybe like a birthday or Christmas mm -hmm. or something like that. Or other times I'm like, okay, no, you have something similar or, you know, you don't need that type thing. <laughs> uh, you know, she's so young and kind of forgetful. So I'm like, okay, you know, okay. And, and just leave it like that. Um, and she normally is okay with it right now. Yeah, those YouTube channels, oh my gosh. Oh, they're the worst. That My girls are watching and my older girls, you know, they don't want just a Minnie Mouse cash register, which is what my four-year-old wants. But like, you know, my nine-year-old, she's like, oh, this girl has this iPhone and this MacBook and like, what? You're nine. <laughs> but they were literally watching a YouTube video the other day where the kids did this challenge. They're holding iPhones newer than my iPhone over a balcony. Okay. And like whoever dropped it, their dad gave them a new phone and who held onto it longer. They got $10,000. I am not kidding. What? Uh, uh. And I'm just like, this is not real life. No. Like this is not real life. And so, and you know, I try not to be like that downer mom, you know, and I don't want to be like, stop watching that. That's horrible. But so I talked to them and I was like, this video is crazy. And I was like, for one thing, y'all realize like we don't throw our phones off a balcony, right? And they're like, well, yeah. And also $10,000. I was like, y'all realize like, that's like as much as our boat costs. <laughs> that's crazy to be given a kid. <laughs> and it, oh my gosh, but those YouTube videos are like the worst. So I try to, you know, kind of have that conversation with them and be like, that's TV. Like that's not real mm -hmm. life. YouTube is not how we're going to live our life. Sorry. <laughs> I think it's just like that YouTube culture and then the comparison. And I feel like, us as adults, we struggle enough with like the Instagram comparison. And then our kids are growing up in this YouTube world. I feel like we have to have these conversations with our kids or they're going to grow up thinking that 
it's okay to drop your iPhone off of a balcony. <laughs> and you have to mock because some things on YouTube isn't real. Like I've seen them edit a Peppa Pig episode to make it look more adult. Yeah. So it's like, I'll listen. Like cause I'm always real close by and I'm like, listening. I'm like, hold up. What's that? Like, no, that's not good. Yeah. So you, you have to always mark the two what they're watching. It's definitely a challenge for sure. So I always like to ask because I think it's where we get the best pieces of advice. If you could go back to the former version of yourself, maybe before you started the debt-free journey or at the beginning, um, what advice would you give to that former version of yourself? I would definitely say I would not, either I would not take out student loans, I would take out the bare minimum Mm. that I needed. Um, And then also stay away from credit cards. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like if you get one, you know, like it's really debt in general. Like I don't regret buying my car. I will say that because I bought it brand new. And I know a lot of people like don't buy a car brand new. But honey, I bought that car 10 years ago. It's been paid off for, uh, I paid it off like four and a half years. So, and it's still good. So I'm like, I don't regret buying that because I'm not the type to just buy a new car all the time. Yeah. But definitely stay away from that credit card debt and student loan debt, you know, yeah. because that's something that I'm still paying for the student loan part. And if that money could have been invested instead, that would be life-changing money in 30 years from now. Oh, yeah, for sure. What goals are you guys working towards now? I know you still have a little bit of debt to pay off. How much longer do you think it'll take for that to happen? Um, I'm, I'm projecting that definitely next December, mm-hmm. December 2021. However, the way things are going now with the pandemic, you know, thankfully, we're still both employed. Student loan interest is being waived right now until the end of September. They're even talking about extending it through uh, next year. So with that interest being waived, you know, I have big, big dreams and big goals. Like I would love to be debt free by um, the end of the year, if possible. Yeah, that's like my big, you know, hoop dream, as they call it. Yeah. But definitely by the end of next December, um, plan to be totally debt free. That's awesome. I've seen you post about your student loans and like they're not doing the the interest and all the things and like running with that. And they're like, guys, like this is your opportunity. This is saving you so much money. Like if you can keep paying on them. And I think that's amazing advice. So I am just so excited to see what you guys do in the future and keep up with you guys. And it's been, it's so fun following you and I'm obsessed with your daughter. So if you guys ever want to come to Texas, we will meet up (laughs) and we will. Yes, absolutely. We'll have a nice frozen play date and the girls will love it. And my husband only wants barbecue. As long as barbecue involved, he's good with frozen. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) For sure. All right. So I will link to all of your stuff in the show notes where everyone can keep up with you, follow you on Instagram and all of that good stuff. And just thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to come and hang out with us. I appreciate you so much. Thank you so much, Sammy. It was it was wonderful. I enjoyed talking to you. Just like an old friend talking yes, on the phone. Yes, yes. <laughs> Thank you so much. Okay, guys. Well, I hope that you enjoyed this conversation. I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye, guys. Thanks for hanging out for another episode of a Sunny Side Up Life podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend because you never know who needs to hear this message. If you haven't already, please leave a review and subscribe. Reviews and subscribers are what help the podcast grow and what help new ladies find our community.
And again, thanks for hitting play on this episode and for investing some time in yourself today. Remember that I'm always here to support you and I'm always cheering you on along the way. Don't forget that everything that we mentioned in this episode will be linked in the show notes. All right, that's all for me this week. Bye guys.